Welcome to the mortgage game. I truly, truly believe that building a mortgage business, a successful one, is like playing a game. There's winners, there's losers, there's certain things you try. Some of us are playing checkers, while others are playing chess. I've had the ability to coach and mentor hundreds of mortgage brokers. I myself built a very nice business, so now I want to distill all that information, all the things I've learned from that, and bring it directly to you in a simple to understand way. I hope you enjoy. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Mortgage Game Podcast. Ryan Wiley here. Let's get into it. So I get asked this question all the time, and I thought I'd put together probably going to be two parts of the podcast. Uh, but it is, Ryan, what have you learned so far? Like, I went from brokering, 13 years of being a mortgage broker. I left at my the highest year I had, which was the highest year for a lot of brokers, granted. But still, it was my highest year doing very well and then shut it down and went into coaching what have you learned okay it's been about two years of coaching now hundreds and hundreds of mortgage brokers and loan officers and so what have i learned so i put a list together for you i'm going to start with probably the number one thing that i've learned um you're going to get a lot of value to this okay i'm sharing things behind the scenes with you just stuff looking at at students and interactions with them and training from with a different lens than you are. Um, and so this first one is probably the number one thing I've learned. I've got a list of 20 some things. I'm gonna break them down here into two different podcasts though. But this is probably the number one thing I've learned. Um, and sh- hopefully an aha moment for a lot of you. Uh, a lot of us are taught that, hey, just write. And I tell people, hey, during the training, write stuff down. Cause you do forget what you don't write down. If you're not writing shit down, at any time during the day when someone's talking to you, hey, look, one sec, let me write that down. Perfect example. You know, my wife says, hey, I need you to get this, this from the grocery store. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then I get there and I'm like, oh man, what was I supposed to get? <laughs> it's like, no, let me stop and just text it to myself or write it on a, you know, somewhere. But you get the idea. So that wasn't the point. We tell people to write stuff down. But a lot of people just write stuff down and they think, hey, I want to do 10 million this year. Okay, and I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to reach out to realtors. And I'm going to do this and that. And that's how I'm going to get my volume. Uh, I'm here to tell you it's not how it works. What you focus on is what you get. We do not get what we want. We don't. I want this, this, this does not mean you're going to get it. Having a vision board, albeit might be a great idea, but that does not mean you get it. It is what you focus on in the moment, in that day, is what you're going to get. This was the number one thing that people asked us for uh, in the academy when we said, hey, what, what, how can we serve you better? What can we do? What can we... Accountability, which basically means we want help focusing on things. So we did that and we're seeing crazy, crazy, crazy results. We've had close to 200 brokers through it now, right? Early morning accountability groups. And so just because you want something doesn't mean you get it. So if you tell me, hey, I'm not getting leads, I'll be like, show me what you did for the last 24, 48 hours. And I'll tell you why you're not getting leads. Because you're not focusing on it. You're not focusing on it enough, right? If you just did four hours of lead gen, very specifically with a very detailed plan on how to do it, did that over and over again, you will get leads. There's a reason why the people who are amping their game up in the accountability group, they've been in the training for two years and now they were getting results before but now they're getting specific results on this specific thing that we're doing 
because they're focusing on it every single day with our help. So that's the number one thing I've learned from coaching is get what you focus on. That's it. Okay. Uh, number two, and these are in no specific order now, uh, coaching does not guarantee results, right? We've all been coached on something in some degree. It does not mean you're going to get where you want to go. And I think a lot of people come in definitely before they sign up for any coaching. Hey, are you going to guarantee me applicate deals? <laughs> it's like, this is just a regular question. It's kind of like when clients ask you, hey, what's your best rate? You can't get mad and irritated at them because that's how they've been conditioned. Much like you, that's how you've been conditioned. Hey, I'm, uh, if I go, if I sign up for this training, whatever it is, I get deals. What do I get? A lot of marketers out there, that's part of their marketing pitch. So I get it. I never, my feelings are never hurt. I can't guarantee you're going to get one deal. I can't. There's no way. Because I can teach you everything. But man, if you don't do it, it's that old, same old saying, right? You got to do it. I can't be you. And a lot of you want me to be you, but I can't. And so I'll guarantee we're going to give you tools. And some of them shiny, fancy tools. Some of them tools that are all around you. You just had to be reminded of them. Or we had to like sharpen the blade a little bit. So coaching does not guarantee results. Okay. It guarantees you're going to get someone else's perspective. I always went into coaching with this mentality. If I can get, I'm not going in there for you to revolutionize my business unless I'm dropping big cake, like I'm talking fifty, hundred thousand dollars If I'm dropping that, then I want to see some considerable gain on that. But also my business is probably far along where that's just a drop in the bucket where I'm going to pay that much for coaching. I always went into the, with the mentality of I want, I'm trying to get one, two, three, four nuggets that I can then take over here, put them in my own incubator and turn them into something special. Okay, so coaching doesn't guarantee results. Uh, number three, man, there's no easy route. No easier. There's no easy button. Coaching, most coaches offer you a quicker path, right? You're here. You have a problem. I can help you solve. You can go figure it out on your own. Inevitably, you'll probably figure it out. It just might take you 15 months, three years, six months, where you can come here and I can show you in one week, two weeks, three months, four months, it's going to be considerably shorter than you doing it on your own, which means more money you can go make. Hopefully that problem solves money. And you see where I'm going? You'll just make more money quicker. All the answers that most coaches have are stuff you can go find out or you've heard or you've seen, right? There's no like magic thing where you come in. Sometimes there are. There's things that you just learn. You're like, oh, I didn't think of that. Oh, I didn't think of that. But if you go listen to every single podcast I've done, if you go watch every reel, everything on YouTube, if you watch everything, most of it's in there somehow, some way. It's just who has the time to do that, <laughs> right? But you could just cut right through. And so there's a lot of, I know before I came into coaching, I was getting hit with a lot of marketing ideas from people who were trying to sell me shiny objects. And I thought I was, I kept waiting for this one piece of software this one piece, especially now AI is the thing. This one AI thing is just going to book appointments for me, man. Just show up on my calendar. Oh, and they're going to be great appointments. And it's just going to work for me. Like, no, it doesn't work like that. It's a marketing pitch. It doesn't work like that. Life doesn't work like that. There's no piece of software we're going to just drop in your business. And all of a sudden, 
you've you know fifty percent increase in revenue and fifty percent decrease in the time. It doesn't that doesn't work that way. So the academy we do is like we have no shiny objects. It's we're going to lay out a plan to how go get business. That's really good grammar, by the way. How to go and get business and how to close the business. But it's you doing it. It's not a piece of software. It's you. There's some software pieces in play. Sure. Here and there. Yeah. Follow up stuff. Okay. Things to maybe edit some of your content. Okay. But nothing you just drop in on top of your business and, oh, I've got this business now. Or if I just switch brokerages and I go to Velocity or I go to Finmo or I go here. And and if I just get the CRM, man, I'm just a CRM away from changing my business. Nah, none of that matters. Matters to some degree, a very small point. It's you rolling your sleeves up and doing the frickin' work. There's work involved, kids. Work. This is a job. (laughs) It's a career. There's work. There's a lot of things to do in the business. Okay? Please don't look for the magic pill. And if someone's selling you a magic pill, uh, I'd probably run the other way. If it feels too good to be true, I'd probably run the other way. Okay, next one. First, this podcast brought to you by Americano. Oh, so good. Okay, number four, no specific order. We're only going to go to, I don't know how many we're going to do here. It might be do 10. Who knows? Uh, Most people don't have a business plan, yet alone a marketing plan. Business plan, for those of you who don't know, that's like an overarching theme of how you're going to get to where you want to go business-wise. It lays out all the foundational pieces, your client journey, any staff you might have, your underwriting, your sales, your marketing, your follow-up, like all those fun things. Um, The finances of the business is all tucked in nicely under that business plan. 95% of brokers don't have one, and then 95% of ones who do don't actually look at it again or execute it. So whatever. More importantly... 99% 99% of people don't have a marketing plan. And this part shocked me. I assumed people have been in the game for a while or people just come like I took I made many assumptions coming on as a coach. We've all we all make assumptions, right? Around certain things. And then we go, "Huh. Didn't know that. Interesting. I thought that would have been different." When I ask you, "What is your marketing plan?" in 30 seconds or less, Layout. How do you plan on getting leads for your business? And walk me through the steps. 30 seconds, 45 seconds, whatever. Not five minutes, because it shouldn't be that. Then that starts to sound complicated. It should be very simple. What are you doing? How are you doing it? The flywheel effect, right? You've heard me talk about that. Build me your flywheel for marketing. What do you do? That stops you from doing anything else. And you just focus on the plan. You believe in the plan so much. This is all you do to get business. When you need business, you go to your marketing plan. When you know you're going to need business seven months from now, even though you're super busy right now, how do you plan for that? 99% of brokers don't have it. They don't have it. Shock me. Shocking. Um, I just assumed I did. And I think that's me wearing my marketing hat. I like marketing. And then when I step back, I realize why they don't. Because they don't like it. They don't know it. They didn't pay any attention to it. No one was really telling them they had to have a marketing plan because the people who've been telling us, our mentors and our mentors' mentors, it's kind of like our grandparents 
who are telling us to pay our mortgage down super fast, which we all know is wrong. But they kept telling us, pay your mortgage down, pay your mortgage down. Your grandparents, parents, old people, you know, invest your money in RSPs and pay your mortgage down. That was the advice. Same thing with your mortgage business. We were getting that same advice before. Things change. Things evolve. There's way better th ways to do things. But no one's been telling us this. Which is why I'm happy about that. Because that's what I focus on. Marketing. I will show you where to get business. I'll show you how to take that business and convert it into book calls. So that was exciting news for me, but it is definitely something I learned. I, I assumed more people were further along in their marketing plan, and it was the other way around. Um, another thing learned is we've got the 80-20 Pareto's law, Pareto's rule. We know this, that 20% of the people do 80% of the work. So when I get a room full of students, and I'm not just pulling these numbers out of my arse. I've been doing this a while now. Hundreds and hundreds, I don't know, probably 300, 400 brokers that I've coached, loan officers. And in doing that, you start to see it's true. It's very, very true. 20% of the people will do 80% of the volume, 80% of the work in the, in the course, 80% of the training, whatever it is. I can articulate, I can pick with pretty fair accuracy. I can point out after one or two sessions, who's going to knock this out of the park? I already know if I get a room of 40 people, I know that six to eight of them are going to run with it. I know six to eight of them are going to do nothing. And I know everyone in between is going to get something out of it. They're going to do some things their business, but it won't be game-changing stuff. But the 20%, those six to eight of those 40 will be game-changing stuff for their business, All right? There'll be some aha moments. They'll go on and make hundreds of thousands of dollars from an idea, right? So it's very true. I've seen this, I've heard it, I've implemented it in my mortgage business before, and I'm seeing it full unfold live in front of me in the coaching. So very interesting. Uh, another thing I learned is, and you've been taught hearing me preach on social media, I'm just gonna touch on this a little, but. I'm still amazed how many people don't believe in social media, how many mortgage brokers and loan officers. That part shocks me. That's one of my, uh, like, that's not something I learned. That's just something that shocks me on a daily basis. How many people don't believe that social media is going to change their business or can change their business or is the wave of the future although we're very behind in our industry especially in canada we're archaic we're dinosaurs but the amount of people that just don't buy into it yet is bonkers bonkers to me i look at it as like remember when you had to well geez cell phones cell phones are like hey do you have a cell phone do you have a cell phone now everyone has a cell phone now everyone has a cell phone and it is just part of a bill you pay every month it's factored into the family finances for your kids as well. That was never the case before. It was like, do I need a cell phone? Oh, that's cool. And then do I want it? Now do my kids don't need it. Now the kids want it because I got to know where they are now all of a sudden. Right before it didn't matter. Now we have to know where they are. And now it's every, you know, the family budget's up three, four hundred dollars a month because of the cell phone. Social media in your business, same thing. There's money that you should a lot to building your business on social media every month. It's a marketing expense. Much like you're spending marketing on print media and 
getting an office in a real estate office or a brick and mortar building or advertising somehow, some way, buying freaking coffee cups and a bunch of shit with your logo on it and handing it out at like fairs in your town. Like, come on. That's what we were spending our money on, but yeah, we don't want to spend it on building a brand on social media. So it just shocks me that how far behind a lot of people are on social, um, which is cool. Once again, this is something, a problem that we're helping people solve. And this is the direction we're going at the Academy is getting leads from social media, organic free leads. Okay. But interesting. Anyways. Uh, okay. A couple more I'm going to throw in here because I don't want this podcast to be too long and then we'll do a part two to this. Um, Next one is something I learned is the most successful people I've coached. I've been able to spend a lot of really good quality time with very successful mortgage agents and loan officers. And something is very apparent with them that is not with other people. Something stands out. Before I get into that, this podcast sponsored by Americano. And that is this, that the top producers from my experience don't know all the things that are going on. They don't know all the shiny objects. They don't know all the things that are going on from all the podcasts, from all the coachings, from all the different new tips, tricks, and strategies on how to have, run this perfect mortgage business. They have no clue. They're, they're so focused on what they're doing. They don't have time to go listen to all these ideas. They've already chosen their idea. They've already went all in on a model and it brings back that first most important point. You don't get what you want, you get what you focus on. So the most successful brokers I've found, they're they're like off the grid, <laughs> right? We're, we're in a social media world where you've got Facebook groups and you've got podcasts and you've got just a lot more interactions you can have in a lot of areas. It's hard pressed for you to find a lot of them. They're grinding away, staying super focused on a couple things they know. They pop out like a groundhog coming out, looking around. Hey, what's going on out here? And they go, oh, that's a new thing over there. I'm going to go there. Yay. Okay, like, okay, come back in the hole. And they drag it in the hole and they go to town. And they get super focused again. So it's very interesting. Whereas a lot of the people who are probably not as successful that are always looking for answers, that they're never going all in on one thing. They're always going in a little on a bunch of things and their business shows that, right? So interesting. Um, okay, another thing is, so we do these trainings and while them, they're all, most of them are on Zoom call, obviously. And so a lot of, sometimes there's 40 of us in a room. Sometimes there's one in a room. Sometimes there, if it's one-on-one -on -one coaching, sometimes there's five, six, depending what we're doing. If it's a workshop, if it's accountability group, if it's a boot camp, uh, if it's a course, if it's one-on-one -on -one training, if it's a cohort, who knows? There's all these different numbers. But something that is very consistent is this. How you show up, much like in life, for your training shows me how you show up in your business. And I'll give you some examples. There's always the people that show up. I'm not... No shade on you. This is like, this is just an observation. I'm not saying you're an idiot. I'm saying it's an observation. People who show up and everything's always a little chaotic. They might never be at the computer perfectly. They might always be looking like they just walked in the door. They might, their volume might not work. They're talking when it's muted. There's have tech problems. 
sometimes they're driving, they're not, they're trying to take notes, but they're not. They've got like, it just feels disheveled, kind of like this tornado of chaos. And then I know all their businesses, when you go look at it, because I've looked in a lot of them, the tornado of chaos is in there. And so it's interesting. I'm not telling you how to fix this. And some of you embrace it and you do very well. From my perspective on the outside looking in, there's consistency with how you show up for meetings and calls and training is how your business looks. Okay, so take what you want from that. I don't know, but it's just for me an observation. It's very interesting. Uh, okay, last one I'm going to leave you with. And then I'll save the other ones for another podcast. But the last one is the number one thing I underestimated as a coach. Okay, and we have to do another Americano. They're just, they're, they keep, they're emailing me left, right, and center here for sponsorship. They're like, you're not doing it enough. You're forgetting about us. I'm like, okay. So this podcast is brought to you by Americano. Okay, so this is the number one thing I underestimated about coaching was the value of a community. And the reason why I underestimated that was because it was never something that was super important to me as a broker. And so I put those values and those beliefs across everybody. Wrongfully so. And I'll give you some examples. So I was a mortgage broker and I would sit in my office and just crush mortgages out and didn't need interaction with anybody. I'm a lone soldier. I can just do that. That's just how I'm wired, right or wrong. That's what I do. As soon as I start getting out into the fluffy, fluffy, let's talk about all these things world, I'm like, not good use of my time. In my opinion, I'm going to just crush mortgages out and spend all that fluffy time with my family and my really close friends. But that's not the case. And so there's a lot of people that take the training that I already know aren't going to execute everything. Deep down, they already know they're not going to execute everything, but they're there for the community because they're getting other things from it. And so it's very, very cool, the communities we build and the interactions you get to have with people, the personalities you get introduced to, the different business ideas, the opportunities, the networking, essentially networking that you get access to, stuff that wasn't important to me as a broker. I like get in, show me my three, four things you do. Okay, I'm going to go do them. Bye. Other people are like, no, I already know I'm not going to do a lot of this stuff, but I like to hang around. It's like my, my work family. And I like to interact for a short amount of time here and there. And I'm going to take, oh, I'm going to take this. Oh, I like that person. I'm going to talk them offline. Oh, I'm going to do, and people love it. The community. And so pre-COVID, people were getting that from a lot of other places. Post-COVID, obviously COVID changed the world. And now post-COVID, it's still, we're still catching up in a lot of areas. So having a community of like-minded individuals that want to grow their business, that can speak the same language as you, that have the same stresses as you, you going home, and unloading on your spouse or whoever doesn't work. They don't get it. Their eyes glaze over. I know with my wife, I'd go and talk to her before she was in the business. She's just like, uh-huh. She's trying to like be present. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and she's like, I just can't. I can't. She's like, I don't understand what you're going through. So to have other people in a, a room together consistently that are going through the same things you're going through, that you can share some nuggets back and forth and just hear a funny story or relate to on a stressful situation, personal and business, is very valuable. I did not realize how valuable that was. And so people asked for that, and 
I had a huge aha moment with that. And which is why that's a focus of what we do is trying to build that community and get other people talking and interacting as well. And so, and we've done that. We're going to keep doing it and keep getting better at it. So there you go. That was, I don't know, seven, eight, 10 things, whatever. I'll do another one. I've got some more technical things I learned that I'll share that maybe you'll get more out of. I don't know. Uh, but I enjoyed doing this. This was a great question someone posed to me. And so I thought I'd turn it into a podcast. That's it, kids. Five opens a day. That will change your business. I promise you. Enjoy your week. Peace out. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.